92.9 FM WGGTLP Philadelphia and online at gtownradio.com. We are cue the mic. Cue the mic. Cue the mic. Cue the mic. Hello. We're all back. But Renee is back too. It's been so long. Yeah, Uh, it's like, wow. This is what it feels to be on the radio. How was your vacation, Renee? Um, it wasn't really a vacation. At first, it was the end of the May. It was just like, I just need to sit down for a minute, y'all. I just need to sit down. Um, a lot of moving parts. Nothing bad, but a lot of moving parts. And then we took off for parts of August because you guys had a lot of moving parts. Yeah. So I was, uh, I was mostly being facetious. I don't think there's much vacationing happening in the world right now. Or at least there should yeah. be. Oh, man, I forgot about that part. Yeah. I know, it's become way too regular. So I, I don't feel bad then. I was just like, yeah, I didn't go anywhere on vacation. So I don't, because no one did. Okay, <laughs> I feel good about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So before the show started, I showed my bell. Oh, wow. It's, okay. Or when I get a butler, I have it. It's lovely. We can take a picture for social media. It's for the butler. He hasn't come yet. I've had the bill for a long time, but it's yeah. lovely. It it's an antique. Your yeah. It's an antique. It does it's look nice, I know. Isn't it adorable? Anyway, this is Dr. Norris Jones. And for the past, oh my God, two months, my lovely team has been just hanging, doing cue the mic. It was so wonderful. You know, it's so wonderful. You know, you put good people people in place just do it i didn't even listen in until i think i listened to a recording a recorded show about two weeks ago i think i might have made comment but otherwise i was just like i'm not working i'm not listening to nothing they are great in retrospect i feel like leaving us in charge completely without oversight is maybe um i mean i i trust fox's abilities i'm not sure i trust my abilities um (laughs) Especially, like, I don't know. I feel like, um, I feel like Renee has, like, a level of, um, Renee brings, like, an optimism and, like, a, and, like, a, a a level of, like, joy and, um, like, fun to the show that I struggle with because I'm, like, a depressed 20-something-year-old that I feel like, I feel like a lot of my conversations are just really grim. Oh we, we have we, we have to stop this before we we have other people to introduce. But True. Griffin, Griffin, Dad, just turned twenty two. Yep, I'm twenty two now. Make muffins. They're gonna be Woo-hoo-hoo. so many muffins. Yes, look, look, look. Happy birthday! Oh my God! Oh, it hurts. Oh, it hurts. Birthday, oh. happy birthday song. But when I think about it, I think about washing my hands. But here we go, folks. You ready? Happy birthday to you. Happy, Happy birthday, birthday to you. you. Happy, Happy birthday, birthday to you, Griffin. Happy, Happy birthday, birthday to you. Thank you very much. Okay. Um, I think, didn't did, your birthday pass as well, Sandy? Like a couple, at least like a couple months ago? Or? Uh, no, it's coming up in October. Oh, okay. All right. I mean, with with you know everything happening and people not being able to get together, there's going to be like so many, 
like missed birthdays. So I think my friends and I were planning like a sort of big banquet style multi birthday kind of extravaganza thing. Um, because my one friend, uh, their birthday is August 1st. My other friend was back in June. I have friends coming up. So it's going to be a lot of, a lot of celebrating. And I think, um, I think that's true for probably a lot of people. I, you know, I like going out to dinner for my birthday or like going out to eat somewhere. Um, so it's kind of, you know, meh. I did get, I did get a cheesecake for my birthday though. I do like cheesecake. So that was nice. Um, well, let's, so Griffin, can you introduce yourself? Yeah, I'm Griffin. I use they, them pronouns. Um, I'm a student. Um, I'm involved with some LGBT activism stuff and advocacy and, I guess, education now that I'm on this show. Um, yeah, so that's, that's me. I use they, them pronouns. Oh, you reminded me. I use she, her, doctor, and sometimes do. And we have our associate producer who just ran this for two months in a row. Just ran it. Just, we got it. Don't well, even worry about it. Got month. Month. Okay, one month. But she just took it like, dude, people, hello, I can't do this tomorrow. And they were just like, go, we got it. Don't worry about it. <laughs> and they did no, fantastic. Is Fox. I go by she, her, hers. And sometimes dude. And yeah, it's been a long break. It's been a much needed break because I just started doing work for a startup and I was going crazy with how much work I had to do. And I'm still doing it, but now I'm a little bit more acclimated to it. Um, yeah, and I found out recently that uh, the COVID-10 is definitely a real thing. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Right. Or is it a or is it a COVID twenty? Is it COVID twenty? Uh, yeah, I heard it was. Yep, I heard it. I heard COVID fifteen, COVID twenty. I'm 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 right around the COVID twenty. Yeah. Well, well, the 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 nineteen is because of that. That's the year that it was first identi- identified. So if there was another, there was another strain that was identified <laughs> sooner, then there would be COVID twenty. Um, the other ones. Would, there's like SARS, which is like oh no no, no 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 we're talking this is COVID, the weight the COVID ten is like gaining weight yeah like the freshman like how fifteen the, in college yeah yeah you know like how, how the they freshman say the freshman fifteen, 15. Uh, everyone gains fifteen pounds when they go to college I'm sorry I'm very dumb <laughs> <laughs> I did not understand at all I'm sorry it's okay no it's totally yeah I'm fine. on the COVID nineteen I'm on that one or the COVID fifteen at least. It's not I'm like... worried about the same thing. I haven't been keeping track of my weight, but I'm I'm worried because I, I would walk to, home. Doctors, from... you know? Yeah, I would walk home from school like pretty much every day, and it was a good couple mile walk. So I I felt I'm I felt good, jealous. and now I and now I get now I get tired just by existing. Like I'll sit I'll sit down all day and be exhausted. So it doesn't feel great. Yeah. I thought that I was already kind of reclusing, but then now that I literally have been like restricting where I'm going, I realized just how much I still at least walked to places. 
Now I'm like, I have to try actively to get any amount of exercise. Yeah, I I um I went out yesterday, hung out with a couple people in a sort of social distance sort of way, and walking the couple the couple blocks to pick up um some like food that we ordered and walking back to the house was the most exercise I'd gotten in like four or five days. Um, So I think this makes three of us. I also need to like proactively get out and uh, get some exercise. Um, You know, I've been working from home since before the state went on lockdown. Mm -hmm. Uh, Oh, uh, I guess I need an introduction, don't I? Yeah. I was just going to say, yeah, yes, Andy. us, we haven't been here for a month. Yeah, we're yeah. relearning how to we're do like this, We're like all over the place. Yes, yeah, so I'm Sandy Smith, um, a, a regular contributor on this show and home and real estate editor at Philadelphia Magazine. Uh, in order to forestall letters addressed, Dear Ms. Smith, I use he, him, his, and I often put Mr. in front of my names on the letters. I'm a little old to be called dude. Um, <laughs> but uh, we've been uh, working uh, from home since before the state lockdown when our editor said that out of an abundance of caution, and I quote that literally, our offices would close. Um, right now, word is that we will be working from home at least through Labor Day. My couch has a noticeable dip, dent in it. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, the funny thing is, is I'm just like a five-minute walk from the Aubrey Arboretum. I should be going there every day. You know, somebody slapped me. But to be fair, I mean, like, I live five minutes from the Wiz, and I haven't been going because everyone's going there, yeah. and nobody's wearing masks. So it's like... Um, where, where is that? What's the heck? It's just anywhere like out, oh, like yes. any outdoor yes. parks. Like yes. there's tons of people yes. now because no one's like not everyone's working and yeah. no one's wearing masks at these places, which is fine when you're like kind of away from people. But if you're on a trailer, there's a bunch of people. Like we tried to go a couple days ago, and we passed like a whole group of teenagers that were just like, and it was a tight path that were just like yelling and talking and not wearing masks. And I was like, well, this is why we weren't going here. Yeah, I, I, um, I, I actually did the same thing i i um i think this is a month ago i went with two friends to the wissahickon trail at the you know sort of along the river uh it's like a woodsy woodsy trail area and like there were uh there were like part it was like a it was like people having like parties like out mm. yeah and someone they did were, that on the whist and it was like between the ages of like there were, there were people from like from like middle school up through like college that just like it was just this like bunches of people especially by the water and it was just it was just a nightmare like you know yeah it's tight paths you know we were the only ones wearing masks for the most part you know people did you know sort of try to like you know uh be a bit farther away from us as we were walking you know so there was that but like it just was so aggravating um it really it really is i actually just saw i saw this post someone tagged me in it and my therapist also like told me about this um 
But it's a post that says, I just keep seeing people on social media eating at restaurants, traveling, doing whatever, and I'm sitting in my apartment like I've hallucinated a pandemic. And it's like almost like a societal yeah. gaslight where like the, those of us that are staying inside and trying to take the precautions, it almost feels like we're being uh, unanimously gaslit by the people that are refusing to do those things because it's just they're pretending like none of this is happening, which is leading to like an almost mental disconnect and it just right. feels it just feels like we're all fighting to like remember that this isn't like a hallucination because some people are acting like it's not i actually um i was talking to my therapist and they were saying that they have been seeing a lot more overdoses and a lot more suicides in the last couple of months wow wow because, I mean, we've already talked about this before when this first started, but people are, you know, people are, a lot of people are trapped inside with their abusers, and that's part of it. Um, you know, a lot of people are getting out of situations or getting, if they're getting released from jail or, or, uh, or rehabs, and they're coming out, and, you know, and those people that are vulnerable, they come out and they're like, oh, well cool, I can finally go assimilate with the population and go see my friends. And it's like, they come out and there's a pandemic and no one's allowed to see each other. Right, yeah. It's bad. It's really, really bad. So, Maybe. yeah. Yeah, I've, I've learned a trick that I've used because when it first happened, they were like, if you're over 60, stay in the house. I'm in the house. Okay. Um, there was a whole staging area when food was delivered. Um and then when I slowly started, you know, now you can actually get deliveries of food. But I slowly started going to the market. <clears throat> I try to go in as empty. But I always grab a shopping cart, regardless if I'm getting one thing or, you know, I'm getting a small bag of grapes. I get a shopping cart. Because when I'm in line, the shopping cart keeps the person behind me at bay. Because everybody does not respect the six feet. Right. So... I grab a shopping cart and I put it behind me so that way I can control how close I am to the person in front of me. And it keeps the people behind me who want to walk right up on me. Yeah. Keeps them away I, with the shopping cart. A lot uh, of, I, I hadn't thought about that. I probably should have, should put the shopping cart behind me rather than ahead of me. But yes. I, I would like to kind of like riff off on what Fox said for a bit. You know, one of the problems is, you know, um, Leaving aside the serious problems Fox mentioned, um, we are social animals, you know, mm -hmm. um, regardless what people will say. And I know there are plenty of people who like solitude and who are recluses and introverts, but they are a minority. We're social animals. We actually need person to person contact in our lives. And while Zoom meetings and virtual online gatherings are, you know, an acceptable substitute, they're not the same thing. Uh, one of the reasons why I think you see so much denial is that especially during the stay-at-home orders. Because people, it's easy. It's, it's, e it's easier to deny it because then it's, then you wouldn't have to, you know, confront the fact that, you know, you might have to make sacrifices. And then you also wouldn't have to confront the fact that, like, you might be, like, mortally in danger or your relatives might be mortally in danger. It's... Well, the part, I, the part I was going to mention is that during the shutdown orders, I probably spent an inordinate amount of time at the supermarket. Hmm. 
because that was one of the few places you could go. And I didn't just want to stay in the house all day. I, you know, and I actually like to shop for food, too. So that's... I do, too. Not me. <laughs> but anyway, continue. I like to shop not for food. No domestic stuff over here. But anyway, continue. I'm sorry. But, yeah. No, I, I hear what you're saying, Griffin. Um, you know, um, it, it, it's, it's, it's a way of maybe handling the... It, the cognitive dissonance about not having to make sacrifices. But the fact of the matter is, even those of us who did make sacrifices, who did, you know, limit our social gatherings, you know, cut them out, do everything on Zoom, limit our travel, et cetera, uh, and put on our masks everywhere. Once, thing, once the restrictions eased, there was some pent up demand among a lot of us too. Yeah, of course. Um, I I don't know. I think I think that kind of like dual reality that you know Fox sort of mentioned. Like you know, see, it seems like half of us are living with the reality of the pandemic, and the other half is you know just like completely, you know, ignoring it, unaware, willfully ignorant. You know, all this sort of stuff. You know, I. I hate I hate to bring it back to this, but I think it's I think it's you know kind of you know just the state of the state of politics right now and the state of you know what America is like right now. You know I I, I would I'm not saying that if things were more stable that there wouldn't be people you know doing dumb things and not you know not caring about other people like of course there would be, but like you know I feel like the fact that you know, there's been so much deliberate misinformation peddled by, you know, what are supposed to be like authorities, mm-hmm. I, air, air quotes, you know, that quotes. it's that it right. It's easy to it's easy to say, you know, it makes it that much easier for people to say, like, oh, I shouldn't be worried about this and cite the president of the United States, you know. Yes, you know what? Which, and that makes sense. That makes I'm sorry. That makes perfect sense. Because um, I'm thinking of my age, but I usually don't. But usually if you have something that's a natural disaster or there's a war or something breaks out, you turn on your radio, you turn on your TV, right? Um, and you listen. We even have the emergency broadcast system saying this is, <clears throat> excuse me, this situation. This is what's going on. Stay tuned. We're going to bring you up-to-date information. And not this hodgepodge that happened. Right. And the yeah, president the, of the United States just started wearing a mask, what, a couple of weeks ago? Oh, I think he's already stopped. I think he wore it oh, once oh, and then oh. hasn't worn it oh. since. He didn't but wear the, it interview. Right. It, but it's the, actually rather fascinating to watch the Donald Trump show, um, <laughs> as I referred to the coronavirus <laughs> conferences. Yeah. Um, oh. Because... You can tell when the grown-ups finally grabbed him by the lapels, shook him and said, no, you can't do that. You need to do this. Right. Then he goes and does it. And you can see from his tone of voice, his facial expressions, his general demeanor, that he's going through the motions. Right. Then a couple of days later, he reverts to form. Right. I think it's, you know, and I think, 
I think it's the same thing with everything that, you know, it's, uh, you know, this sort of dual reality is the same thing with kind of everything right now that, you know, half of us are, you know, you know, uh, intimately or at least secondhand, you know, aware that we're living in a, in a, you know, racist, over-policed, you know, society. And the other half thinks there's no such thing as racism anymore. Yeah, you know, and that like, that, that it's, that it's, you know, instead of, instead of it being, you know, different, you know, the same reality with different, you know, maybe, maybe different viewpoints, whether or not that ever existed. Now it's like, especially like, here's one reality. Here's another reality. Like, take your pick of which one you, which one you think, you know, is more comforting which one you want to invest yourself in you know there's the that you know people are people really are living in different worlds i know or at least they're acting that are like so quick to i don't even know dissuade blm and everyone every every other movement because of I don't even know the reasoning because oh well this isn't how the constitution says it or everything's fine and blah 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 are the same people that are usually so so determined to be like, oh, well, don't step my rights. You you can't make me wear a mask. These are my rights. This is my right. rights. And yet there's a situation going on in Portland that to every other country in the world looks like and, you know, the beginning or middle stages of fascism, plainclothes officers kidnapping people, putting them in unmarked vans and... <laughs> like arresting peaceful protesters and it's just insane that like that that is a violation that is a violation of rights arresting somebody for doing something lawful especially in the way that they did it so totalitarian i saw that I, right yeah. right it's i amazing i saw that, that. They suddenly just, me... like oh this is this is fine this is this this break in the amendment is fine i'm not right. going to talk it, about this it's it's yeah for all the talk about ideals it's really not about that and you know the same people really that not. say oh we live in a we live in a post racial society racism doesn't exist um, you know are the same people that say we shouldn't have immigrants in because you know they're going to dilute the waters or you know there's going to be, you know, soon we won't, soon there won't be like a white majority in America anymore. And then yeah. you try and ask them why that's so important. And they get, you know, like they, they struggle to come up with, you know, a reason for this racist thing that they just said. You know, it's just, ugh. yeah, it's, it is, it's absolutely, it's absolutely nuts. I, I remember seeing this post where people, uh, someone is like, what is, what, what does the U.S. look like? to everyone else right now and like all these people from <laughs> around the world were commenting on it and a lot of them were like it was funny but now i'm just really scared for you guys and yeah and else was just yeah. like we don't understand what's going on over here i think they were from uh italy maybe They're like we don't we don't understand what we're seeing we're seeing that some of some people in your a, a good amount of people in your country are just like refusing to wear masks and they're angry about having to wear a mask and they just refuse to do it. And it's like, we don't understand that because it's just common sense. And as soon as we did it, our cases started disappearing. And it's just like, we don't know what's going on over there. Like, what are you guys doing? Right. I, I read an article a while ago that was, you know, asking people, 
you know, both normal people and like, you know, top diplomats and whatever, like what people's view of America is now. And basically the overwhelming kind of thing was of all the emotions that people in other countries have always felt about America, whether it's like, you know, whether it's like sort of admiration or what, whether it's even like hatred, you know, there's always like, you know, always like a mix of emotions, you know, there's, you know, um, cause it, cause America is, you know, sort of this double-sided sort of thing, but everybody has, they're all struggling to get used to feeling pity for America. Right. Like that's never something that they've ever really felt before. And now the world is sort of feeling sorry for us, which is no, like, we a, we're like, the, we're literally the laughing stock of the world right now because of how right. ridiculous this is. Right. Of all the emotions, pity, <laughs> pity has never been, has never been really on people's minds when they think about America, at least in the past. Yeah. It's, um, it's unbelievable. If you guys ever seen uh, John Oliver, I think he's hilarious, but he's been really uh, digging in lately. He's been he's still funny, but he has been very, very. He's pulling all the punches. He's been very vicious on his specials in like a good way, like vicious towards right. the right people, making yeah. vicious but funny and accurate jokes against you know some of these people who are messing things up for everybody else especially and definitely including trump but um i highly recommend it he he covered that interview if you can't spare the mental capacity to watch the interview that recently went by with with trump and um i think a cnn reporter i'm not sure who was it, it was. the h was it the hbo yes, there, it was. Was... yes, 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 yes oh yes. my god oh my god that guy I, yes. was hilarious. that's one i could only experience i could only experience that filtered through somebody else that's because what I, was... I mean yeah 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 and he did it and he his coverage of it was hilarious but then i i had to watch it um i did it so you guys don't have to yeah thanks thank you <laughs> horrendous i was at first laughing and i thought it was hilarious and i slowly not so slowly actually got really quiet and really upset because yeah. as funny as it was to watch this clearly off the rails person talk and try to rationalize the things that he was saying it just was like this is the person that is currently in control of a lot of things in our country and it was Really, it was really sad, but um, the reporter did a really good job of grilling him in such a way that, like, when he would say something like problematic, the reporter would do a good job of being like, "So wait, <laughs> you just said this? Is that what you mean? <laughs> right, did you just say? Did you just?" And then Trump would backpedal, "Oh, uh, you know, right." But um, it was insane. It was, uh, it was like watching drunken toddler yeah. try <laughs> to logically have an argument with somebody i mean he was I mean, just like I throwing felt, grass this I guy's felt face. bad you know i I, I actually oh. you know i i feel like that interview accomplished something that i didn't think was possible for me which is i felt bad for trump i felt like this interview was elder abuse because it was just, it yeah, was like, like, 
and I, I never, I never thought I would feel again. I never thought I'd feel pity for this man. But like, you know, it was such a, such a, like, you know, watching somebody who's a smart person, who's well researched, the the journalist I'm talking about. You know, the, yeah. you know, very clearly <laughs> did did all, very clearly did all the research. Very clearly had all the facts. Very clearly was like getting trying to you know articulately get to certain points that they that you know he wanted to discuss talk to this man who who very clearly cannot like and it was it was so it was so interesting how everything in trump's mind kind of blends together that like i can't talk about I can't talk about Afghanistan without talking about ISIS, even though even though ISIS has nothing to do with Afghanistan. That it's like that you know, oh my God, basically, or just talking that, about Obama at any given moment. Yeah, that is that is so like you know that is so it was so clearly like all right, Afghanistan means means Middle East means ISIS. It's like no, that's not what that means. Yeah, that Afghanistan is very very different from Iran and from you know, and it's like <laughs> well, you know that these are completely the different places. <laughs> Your person, woman, man, camera, camera, television, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah my oh my god, my favorite—I say favorite, but it, it was just the cringiest part was when he was trying to show the interviewer these 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 pieces of data, quote unquote, on oh, yeah. a graph oh, all the on the pictures. Yes. Oh my god. And then when he he's like he just kept being like no no but look at the chart but look at the, it's just like like he like, knew yes, I, he yeah. couldn't keep up with the conversation right. so he just had to throw what he thought was unequivocal data at this person right and, and my favorite part was when the reporter was like but no I'm talking about deaths per uh, I think per capita per population right. he's like no you can't do that yeah, yeah you can't you can't do that you're not allowed you're not, not allowed, allowed to do that we're talking works. about deaths per crazy yeah. like, but I. I'm asking about the desperate. He's like, but you can't do that. <laughs> I was like, what? You can't, yeah. What kind of argument well, is that? Oh my God. I've got a data point for you all. Um, has to do with my <clears throat> white conservative, 15 years older than me, ex. Okay. Um, oh, interesting. <laughs> we've been separated. We've been separated since about 2011. Um, and, um, you know, I still, we're still cordial. I'll still, like, help him run errands or ferry him down to Ocean City like I did last Saturday, and I will pick him up again this Saturday. But the person he'd been relying on for help with, uh, like, his clerical stuff at the community college disappeared, so he asked me to do this. So I come over the other afternoon, and he's watching the Joe Biden presser in which he's outlining his coronavirus recovery strategy. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, after I do wrap up the things, he says to me, you know, Donald Trump is running against himself. Right. <laughs> and I responded, yeah, and he's not doing too good a job of it either. <laughs> um, he kind of agreed. And, you know, I, I basically ran down my usual, my usual, uh, bill of particulars regarding his character defects and things like that and he didn't push back and at the end he says you know i've gotten to the point where i think i will vote for biden yeah trump is his own worst enemy yeah Yeah, he's 
Well, to slightly change that conversation or to segue, um, there's another candidate that he can vote for. Kanye? Oh, no. Kanye, yes. No, Kanye didn't register in time. He didn't submit his forms in time. He's not on the ballot. He's not on the ballot. Oh, God. Thank God. The only reason he did that was to. Kanye West is not on the ballot. Yeah, probably, but you know it was what? Probably just a publicity stunt, as always. I just dropped my phone, people. Um, but um, <laughs> it just fell off. Um, on the floor. Kanye um, Kanye West is a whole other creature. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, and, and and I think that that goes to. There are some mental health issues there that yeah. Um, yeah. clearly his um, family acknowledges. And um, yeah. I kind of just saw the first part. So um, mental health is already something that's difficult to deal with. But when you are a public figure, I'm sure it, it has its own um, set of challenges. Right. Yep. Um, yeah. Again, I feel, you know, I feel bad. You know, I, I, I don't know much about Kanye West. I'm not really a fan of his music or anything. Um, I know enough to know that some of the things he pushes out there are pretty wild, um, mm-hmm. to say the least. But I do feel bad for him. Um, I, you know, I hope he gets the help he needs eventually. Um, I hope he doesn't hurt anyone else in the process. Yeah, I mean, the, the the first thing I when I heard about this was diluting the vote. We cannot afford to dilute the vote this year. You know what I'm saying? That was my first thought. And then as it antics went on, I just saw that it was just many health and mental health. Yeah. But my initial thought was, yeah, no, we cannot dilute the vote. We have mail-in and, and mail-in... Um, there's a mail-in process. There's problems with that. Folks who yeah. don't want to mail it in. So you have all of that. And the last thing we need to do is to dilute the vote. I mean, he did the same know, thing in 2016. So oh, yeah. It's so easy. I'm sorry. What happened? Mail-in is so easy to corrupt and everyone's going to cheat. Don't you know that? It's Except only been around Florida. since the Civil War. Except in Florida. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. Who's going to cheat? How do you cheat with a mail-in ballot? Exactly. Yeah. Tell you how you cheat with a mail-in ballot, but you need help. Uh, Yeah. A lot of help. There was a state senate election here about, I'd say now, twenty years ago, where you had campaign workers for the incumbent going around, knocking on doors in in the Spanish-speaking part of the district, and telling people about El Nueva Forma de Votar. And this was back when you still needed to give an excuse for voting absentee. And they would go in and they would fill out the ballots and, you know, give them the ballots and, you know, fill them out for them and everything. That kind of fraud. But that doesn't happen that often. Right. Mm-mm. Yeah, I, I kind of hurt myself. a lot of effort and organization that's not, you know... And honesty when you're filling it out. Yeah, I, I kind of heard myself, but that was from a different, that was from a perspective of, in an honest moral world, how can you cheat with a mail-in ballot? And then I heard myself going, oh, okay. 
But I do well, want to go ahead. I'm sorry. Well, you know, it's it's the same as 2016, I guess, that there's, you know, millions of illegal immigrants voting, question mark, that, you know, Trump was putting out. So it's, you know, it's it's the same. It's the same garbage as always. You know, he's trying to delegitimize democracy again. You know, we should not be surprised by this. Um, oh. And it, it's it's simultaneously delegitimizing real democracy while supporting the fake democracy of or the the um, faux democracy of closing down voting stations um, mass unregistering people you know uh, et cetera et cetera which is actual voter suppression and right. of course um, gerrymandering, um, you know, which is that's how democracy is undermined, not through some Machiavellian mail-in voting thing that's somehow across the entire country, but not in Florida because Florida will go his way probably. <laughs> uh, Florida always has a different perspective. Um, but as we are moving on, this is in reference to why pronouns matter. And I thought about this when we were talking about Griffin's birthday, okay? And my okay. birthday was June the 6th, so I was a birthday girl. So I immediately thought of birthday, mm. Mm. So how do you do they, them, birthday, you know, birthday person? Okay. Okay. Yeah. Birthday immediately, like that, too. <laughs> <laughs> you guys have heard that term before, right? What? I I think I've talked about this before. Uh, calling calling uh non especially like non-binary children, calling them NBs, which is oh, yeah. No, I love that. En it's spelled E N B Y, but it's like saying the letter N, -N yes. and the letter mm -hmm. B, which is like non-binary. I I'm fond of it. I know a lot of people aren't like crazy about it, but I really I I think it's cute. So I, I like I like that. Well, I oh, know sorry, we talked about name. doing a, it's okay, why pronouns matter, and it popped in my head. And I was just like, Griffin is the, mm, yeah, no, you need to, you need to make that a thing. I actually wrote it down. Make, make it a WPM, why pronouns yeah. matter. Yeah, birthday. Well, to so. be fair, you don't hear like, you only hear birthday girl and birthday boy, which is kind of infantilizing. You don't ever hear like birthday man or birthday woman or whatever. You'll that kind of takes the fun out of it. But it just sounds like if someone called me, I don't know, when someone calls me birthday girl, I'm just like, I feel like I'm 10. Thank you very much. I heard a thing, I mean, I guess this is related to pronouns because it's related to gender. Um, I did hear something about the origin of birthday celebrations. Um, hmm. That, um, Sorry. <laughs> Never mind. I'm just like imagining if it's coming from medieval times, it's gonna have something to do with death. Oh, uh, um, <laughs> earlier Roman Roman oh. times apparently um, was so uh, Romans were one of the earliest people celebrating uh, birthdays, quote quote. Except uh, you got one. It was when you turned fifty, and it was only if you were like a like a. Uh, upper class patriarch um you got a you got a 50th 50th birthday celebration thing 
Um, I forget what it was called, but base. So it was base. It was both a gender and class thing. That if you turned fifty, you were like a uh, rich patriarch in Roman society. She lived you get, past you got fifty. <laughs> well, yeah, I, it's it, it had a, a, a Sandy. Your camera's doing something weird. Sandy, yep. Sandy, your camera. Oh, hi. Hi. Um, <laughs> But anyway, so it so you know it's an interesting history thing, um, and I think, uh, I, I think in the Middle Ages, you know, it sort of took off because it was an excuse to hold feasts, you know, which makes sense. Everybody likes food. Um, yeah. But that it, interesting to me, at least, that the that the the earliest origins were very gendered, you know. That you only got your birthday celebrated if you were a fifty-year-old upper-class man. Um, so yeah, I don't know. It's interesting. Well, uh, you know, I, for me, I think it's a feminist thing because I think if someone like Fox called me a birthday girl, it really depends on the situation and how light it is. Because I'll go, right. girl, who you calling a girl? But <laughs> I think Fox for your birthday when we brought in the. The signs, the back girl, what was that? What was it? Supergirl? Oh, I don't know if they were, like, gendered. I think they just had superhero masks. and. But I might have said birthday girl, but because it was in a playful... Yeah, see, that doesn't bother me, but if, like... I guess mostly any grown man said that to me, I'd be yes. like... Yes, yes, exactly, yeah. exactly. What are you doing? Feminist yeah. over here, yeah. I, what I, is I'm, your problem, dude? I'm inclined to react that way when older white men tell me anything almost anyway so yeah yeah but um yeah pretty much like like the amount of uh pet names i got when i was a server from older Mm. middle-aged white men was Mm. insane and about the only time i couldn't keep my composure (laughs) when i was a server they said something like that i'd just be like i gotta walk away or i'm gonna kill this guy (laughs) don't call me sweetie don't do it. Oh my okay. God! Yes, sweetie, babe, darling, any of that stuff, just honey. Oh, also, don't touch me, darling. Yeah. Look. Why oh, do you me. want me to curse you out at this point? Why do you, you want, want me that? To spit in your food. <laughs> yes, yes. Why do you want this? I'll be more. I'd be more subtle. I'd just do something like I would add way too much hot sauce to their food or uh, <laughs> put sugar. I on don't call in the salt food, shaker. Sweetie, but that wouldn't have been a deterrent with me. That's got a different mm. connotation. Wait, what? I said I don't call waitresses sweetie, but putting too much hot sauce in my food would not have been a deterrent with me. Well, yeah, but if we're talking about older white men, so <laughs> yeah, um, <laughs> so it was pretty good. Uh, <laughs> but also putting sugar in the salt shaker was pretty good too. Anyways, <laughs> so what I wanted to talk about was something light and fun and gay. Of Yay. course. Um, All and my it was, favorite things. My favorite <laughs> light and adjectives. fun and gay. And it was how the color lavender became a symbol of gay freedom and protest. Okay. Now, I won't go into the whole history because it would take forever, but I just wanted to point out some points and random points in time. This is not chronological at all. But some points that I found that were really fun. So, so in the 1930s uh, was the start of a dark period when lavender was cruelly lexicized. Gay men in America were taunted for possessing a dash or a streak of lavender. 
thanks in large part to Abraham Lincoln's biographer, Carl Sandburg, who described one of the president's early male friendships as containing a streak of lavender. Yes. And spots soft I, I was going to say that. Mm-hmm. I was mm-hmm. going to say huh. that. But that's that's where I'd heard that it referenced was that fun, Abraham Lincoln. Um, anyway, sorry. And similarly, during the McCarthy area, there was a state-sanctioned discrimination when President Eisenhower signed the, signed the executive order of one zero five. Sorry, I'm number dyslexic. Ten forty-five zero, which became the part of a national witch hunt to purge homosexual men and women from the federal government, dubbed the Lavender Scare. Oh my by God. historian David K. Johnson. Uh, the suffocating climate of fear and suspicion subsequently led to around 5,000 federal agency employees losing their jobs on the basis of sexuality. Now, on the turn side, in 1969, the color came to symbolize empowerment. Lavender sashes and armbands were distributed to a crowd of hundreds in gay power march from Washington Square Park to Stonewall Inn in New York to commemorate the Stonewall riots that had just taken place a month before. It was also the year president of the National Organization for Women, Betty Friedman, denounced the lesbian membership she believed would threaten the feminist movement as a lavender menace. This time, there was a backlash, and at this is my favorite part. And at the 1972nd Congress to Unite Women, a group of radical activists wearing hand-dyed purple T-shirts printed with the words "lavender menace" stormed the stage and That's kickstarted awesome. the conversation. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna uh, say awesome. lavender. So lavender menace is that would be an awesome like uh yeah, like yeah <laughs> make it like a punk group um yes. make it like a, like a queer like bikini punk kill group. yeah um let's see and then uh throughout history there are endless references to sub- sub- subversive possibilities allowing LGBTQ people to express their full range of the hum- humanity. Uh, take the late actor and writer Quentin Crisp, whose lavender tresses were a way of visually disrupting gender norms right up until his 90th birthday, when he had a party complete with lavender napkins, plates, and the frosting of the cake, which I thought was cute. And then even in 2020, a spring-summer uh, catwalks, in the form of Lowell's 17th century inspired lace dresses, Max Maria's soft pastel suiting, Valentino's tiered mini dresses, and a dress fashioned entirely from chiffon flowers, and Marc Jacobs, or more explicitly celebrated by editor at large of American Vogue, Hamish Bowles, in his flamboyant Madison. Mar- I don't know who any of these people are, by the way, these fashion people. <laughs> I'm just yeah. like trying to spit their names out. But the ensemble at the 2019 Met Gala, which I did see, which was amazing. And um, there was a, a really good image that shows the LGBTQ people that there is a joyous life out there. And it is Shirley Bowles' flicking his fringe line cape with a campish flair. I don't know if you guys saw that at the Met Gala last year. No. Mm. It was amazing. I saw, I saw the highlights. I saw the highlights. Well, look up. Uh, look up. Uh, Hamish, I think it's Bowles, not Bowles, Bowles. His outfit was amazing, and he was very dramatic. And um, the last thing was, uh, at this same event I was just talking about, someone named Lena Weith chose a lavender pure mose suit to make a defiant political statement. Amid the sea of glitter and sequins, Weith stood proud, the stripes of her ensemble stitched with the lyrics in the song sound by Deanna Ross and Sylvester, 
buttoned with the faces of camp pioneers and emblazoned across the back, a bold message, Black Drag Queens Invented Camp. Standing on the steps of a powerful institution in ways seemed to herald a new era for the LGBT community. I also saw that, and that was also amazing. I I looked up wow. the uh, I, I looked up Hamish Bell Bow Hamish Bowles Bowles <laughs> Met Gala. I don't know how to pronounce last name. Sorry. Um, yeah. Bowles. Looks like Bowles. Uh, <laughs> it's 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 wonderful. It's mm-hmm. so it's so big. It's so purple. It is glorious. Um, I love it. I know nothing about fashion, but I love I love the demonstration there. <laughs> right. So eventually yeah, so I guess we can nice. talk about Hamish Bowles movement. Get out. Uh, <laughs> Sandy, Sandy, we've had enough. It's time for you to leave now. <laughs> that was too far. Uh-huh. Hamish Bowles was one Hamish Bell's movement was uh, our pun meter was off the charts and uh, we, we can't are, allow that. We are all and, and, we are, it's and, done. It has been done. Yes, and, and, and that's why we are moving on to the <laughs> newsworthy or not. Oh Griffin, you had a good one for I do have you? yes. Yeah. I have one that I saved months ago and I'm like, yeah, this is a newsworthy or not one. All right. Florida man once bitten by alligator is chomped by eight foot shark while on vacation. Wow. <laughs> it's always Florida. Why is it always it's Florida? It's always Florida. Yeah. Oh, it's this Only dang Florida. Florida man. And it's it's the man with the seafood, but he's the food. Right. Huh. The, I mean, the joke is always that, you know, Florida man is one person doing all these things. Right. So just collect Florida, Florida man's man. up to it again. Lord, okay. <laughs> yeah. That was a, uh, I only had one, sorry. And you know, I want to give a um did you guys meet Shayna? Don't think so. I no, I don't think so. No. She's attorney. Sandy, you were here, right? When, when Sandy oh. was, when Shana Jones, she's attorney. Okay, yes. Was this for the people? No, for um, this show. She was the one, she did a little blurb. Um, Sandy, you've been here since the beginning. You probably do remember. She called in. She never came in because she's in Florida. Oh, yes. Okay, yeah. Now, yeah, I never remember now. Yeah. About um, yes, she... Um, got married in November, no, September. Um, and I was uh, sick and couldn't make it down there, but I just happened to reach out to her last Monday. Hadn't talked to her in a while. Um, cause I've been enjoying my pandemic, um, solitude, which I love so much. Um, and I just happened to reach out to her on Monday. It was just a quick chat. You know, um, I can't even talk. I'm so tired, but it was just checking. And she popped in my mind away that day. And then I saw on social media on Thursday that she lost her husband, that she just got married. Mm. So our condolences go out to Shana Jones. Yeah. Um, And they just got married. I mean, September, October. Um, So, yeah. Um, That's a hurt piece. Yeah. Yeah. Thoughts go out to her. So... 
so um there i have a story about daisy because so back in when i was probably in middle school um when daisy was like a mod for this other game arma mm -hmm. yeah arma 3 um one of my mom's friends came over to stay with us uh to visit from like boston or whatever um, and he brought like his his computer and stuff. He wanted to show us some games and stuff. And so he opened up Daisy, and we're like, you know, we're we're like sort of looking at it. We're all watching, and I'm in like middle school. Um, and it's he, he's like, it's really glitchy. It's really hard. You know, it's very difficult, and you know, nothing works. You know, really properly. And we're like, okay, but it look you know it looks fun. And so we're like, you know, going around. And he's like scavenging and stuff. And you know, he starts getting chased by zombies. And there's like a, you know, he starts getting chased by zombies because, of course, it's a zombie apocalypse. And he's, you know, we're all panicking. We're like, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. And, you know, there's like a there's like a sort of um, like tower off in the distance, like a like a like an industrial sort of tower with a ladder. And I go and I say, guys, climb the tower. Zombies can't climb. Climb the tower. Zombies can't climb. It'll, that'll get you away from them. And so sure enough, he starts climbing the tower. He gets to the top and he looks down. The zombies are sort of scrambling around the bottom, like, and we're all like, yes! And then one starts to climb the ladder. And is this, and it was just, uh, and we all like burst out laughing because it was like, when have you ever seen a zombie climb a ladder in any zombie media? It shouldn't happen. It shouldn't happen. My, I, I still think that my theory is accurate that zombies shouldn't be able to climb ladders. But yeah, because when they move and bend that knee, the leg is gonna fall off, right? Yeah, they're yeah. too decomposed. Also, I've been watching The Walking Dead, and it's ripping my <laughs> heart out. No one told me it would be the saddest show in existence. I'm just oh, well, constantly sad. Yeah, watching The Walking Dead, like it's like a masochistic experience. It like, is. To be Jesus, it's so. You can't sad. watch scary stuff. It's not scary. It's just sad. It's just it's sad, sad and right. aggravating. Really it to took me. A, it and they took... kill them. It took me a long time to watch Beetlejuice, people. Beetlejuice is a comedy. Yeah. What, what was the other one? That other movie that was supposed to be a comedy, and they then they spoofed all the. Yeah, no, I can't watch it. It's scary too much. Popular? If you were yeah, a scary movie. I couldn't watch scary movies. Oh, I mean, it was bad, so that. no one would follow you. But uh, anyways, um, we can move on. To, I have one gas cue before we're done. Okay. Okay. It's really offensive and also confusing. Okay. That's good. It. Good. Good mix. <laughs> Someone. <laughs> kinda, I don't know. I don't remember who I got this from, so I'm trying to remember like who. I think maybe from a gay woman, but I'm not sure. So they said, okay. "Are you sure you're not just R word?" And you're misinterpreting girls as social signals as flirting, question mark. That, yeah, I think that was the response to someone saying that they were gay. R word? They have feelings for women, or they're getting flirted with by women, and they have feelings for women. The R word, yeah. What's the R word? I don't know what R word you're referring to. I don't even like saying Oh, the, the word for... Uh, mentally challenged. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Bad word for people that have uh, mental disabilities. Yes. Yep. Okay. Okay. All right. So, all right. Wait, start it over again. Start the I, question I over again. So are you sure you're not just 
R-word. R-word for mental disabilities, and you're just misinterpreting girls' social signals as flirting. <laughs> so someone came out as gay and was like, I think, oh, wow. I think this girl oh, likes me. Wow. I think I like her. Are you sure you're not just um, mentally disabled and you're misinterpreting girls' social like, signals as flirting? Oh God. There's so much uh, to unpack there. I'm not sure so, where to begin to unpack that one. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. It's, it's quite a feat managing to be both homophobic and ableist in the same yeah. question. It's um, pretty I told you it was yeah. offensive. <laughs> yeah, that's a that's a messed up one. Um, I will say that. So this question wasn't. I don't. Unless unless the person had an amazing relationship, you know, friendship with this person, you should never I ask anybody now. like that. Yeah, I hope probably not now. But, I hope not now. Um, but, um, yeah. but to be. To be, f- I don't even know if I want to say the words. To be fair, but no, I will say that a lot of a lot of women do describe um, finding it hard to tell if another woman is coming on I, to you or not because women are that. women tend to be um, more yeah fr- yeah friendlier, more open. Um, just, just you know, not you know as closed off as men when it comes to just interacting with other people in friend ways. That's fair, but only when. That would only be fair if another gay person was saying that. It's the right. context. But, it's the context. Yeah. But it's it's also it's it's if you think about it, that's that makes it more insulting at another level because that is a gay yes. joke. That is yes. a gay joke between gay people that like. Oh my God! Am I hit? Is she flirting with me, or is she just straight? Like that's a joke. Oh my God! I saw a meme and stealing that and using that as like a a reason, like in a bad way, is just like double rude. Right. I saw a meme that was like, <laughs> it was like a, it was it was like two two women uh, embracing, implied to be naked, and the text was, wait, so are you actually into me, or did you just sleep with me in like a friend way? <laughs> Yeah, I know. Um, yeah, so, <laughs> so, to be, so to be fair, there is that. But that's a specific, it wasn't the gay, it wasn't the lesbian or, you know, gay woman observing this. It was the other person implying this, which is, like, very, like, you don't know anything negative. about this. Yeah. Right. right. So, yeah, incredibly offensive. Uh, don't yeah. ask people that, I will, but just don't do it. It's insulting, not just to... Not just to LGBT people, but to also imply that LGBT people could be, like, severely mentally handicapped. And also, like that's... stop stop using the R word. Just stop doing yeah, it. Yeah, just don't do it. Just don't do it. No reason. Um, yeah. And also, you know, stop using their condition as a weapon to try to insult right. or harm people. It's just... Don't do it. There's so many other creative ways that you can insult people if you really wanted right. to. Also, but mm-hmm. please don't insult mm-hmm. gay people. Just yep. don't do that either. <laughs> but we're at the top of that's the our time, folks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I like that better, Renee. Yes. That's it. it All right. Into us, return from quarantine. Miss you. Yes. Yeah. yeah.
You've been listening to Germantown Community Radio, 92.9 FM WGGTLP Philadelphia, and online at gtownradio.com. We have been cue the mic. Uh, good night, Germantown. Good night, Philly. I don't know. This airs at... Good night, world! Friends and listeners everywhere, good night. See you later. Those who are out there who are still alive and listening. Catch us on the social medias, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Cue the Mic Radio. You can find our podcasts on iTunes, Google Play Music, TuneIn, Alexa, Spotify, Radio.com, iHeartRadio, Player FM, Deezer, Stitcher, and wherever else you find your podcasts. And as a reminder, our old episodes are still up on Podomatic, but we have moved our feed over to Pinecast.co. Be sure to check us out there for all the updates on the new episodes.